Do you have what it takes to be in the 1%? Welcome to The Steph Gordon Show, the place where you'll learn exactly how to scale and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. Before starting this podcast, I've built, scaled, and sold multiple six- and seven-figure businesses, and I've coached over a 1,000 entrepreneurs to do the same. If you're ready to take action and unlock your next level of wealth and become the CEO that your business needs for growth, then hit follow, open your notes app, and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. I have a guest today that I have been stalking so deep and I'm such a fan of just the authenticity, the energy, and a huge super fan of what you've been able to build. I have with me today Sharon and Joy Austin joining me on the podcast. Hello, my love. Welcome. Hello. So nice to be here and properly meet you. So nice to have you on, babe. I am going to do a little bio on you because you are a big deal and what you've created is so special. And I want everyone to know if they haven't already talked to you, obviously, go click the show notes. You'll be able to go and have a look at her right now. But you're a qualified nutritionist and gut and psychology syndrome practitioner. You spent many years consulting, developing recipes, delivering seminars and workshops, and many other services in the nutrition and health space. During this time, you became particularly passionate about nourishment for yourself and your family. And in 2020, you founded Foraged for You, which I mean, that's a crazy time to have launched a business, which we will dive into because that was right in the middle of all of the big C. So that must have been crazy for you. Did you know I hadn't even put two and two together? Like, literally. So I'll let you finish. I'll do my bio and then <laughs> and then I'll, I'll keep talking about how amazing you are. One second and then we'll come back. <laughs> After two years of incredibly in-depth research and trialing, you had the birth of your second baby and the Mother's Blend, which is a certified organic blend of carefully selected real and fermented foods containing, oh God. Is it lactobacillus? Lactobacillus. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Probiotics. The Mother's Blend has been developed specifically with pregnant and breastfeeding women in mind. It is, however, a nutrient-dense powerhouse that can be incorporated to any individual's diet regardless of age or gender. And I think the thing that's most incredible about this is, first of all, you're intelligent, highly intelligent, created something that's absolutely so of need. But also, every single time you launch it, it sells out because it's so in demand. So congratulations on building something so incredible. Oh, thank you so much. It was honestly so unexpected. I always have these with everything. I'm like, oh, will people want that? Like, will it be okay? And then everything always surprises me. It just like happens. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that's what makes you so humble and so people, you know, want to witness you and watch you throughout this process. You're just happy to help one person. But if you happen to help hundreds of thousands of people, that's the bomb.com, right? Mm. I love that you said that because that's so true. Like I am like just happy to help one person. If it helps one person, that's fabulous. Like that's cool. Mm. But yeah, it's just created this ripple effect. And I guess when it is genuine and real and yeah. Anyway, yeah. I yeah, totally. I'm with you on that. Like I'm exactly the same. Like, you know, we're in the process of launching a new product at the moment and you know, I'm like, oh my God, all this stuff comes up. Like, is this even right? Is anyone even going to want to buy this? Like, are we even sure this is exactly what the market needs? And if two people sign up, I'm going to be like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. I think that sometimes when people go in with such high expectations, what's well, so we can create mad disappointment. And I think that mad disappointment can stop the momentum that could potentially grow, right? Whereas if our levels of like winning are so low, then everything is just like, oh my God, this is so great. <laughs> that is so true. It, it is. It's like my expectations are always quite low and I like that. 
<laughs> and it's real. It really is low. But then it's like, wow. But my husband, he's always like, why are you so surprised? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you do it. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened again. Yeah, yeah. Even just little things. It's just like, I don't understand. Like, don't you know that's the thing now? And it's like, oh my God, it's so cool. But like, I think that's the beauty of social media, right? You have no idea who you're accessing whether it be like John in Scandinavia or Rhonda down the street or like, <laughs> so that's the beauty of you don't have any idea. And people look, I'm inspired by too. I had this phase of my life where I guess I was reaching out to more businesses for whatever it was, like hiring houses for a photo shoot. And everyone I was connecting with, they were subscribers of the blend. And I was like, what? Like you, like for like the last year, like I had no idea. Like, and I like you like a lot. Oh, I, yeah, this is so cool. I'm so glad that you like myself too. <laughs> yeah. Let's connect you. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. So tell me, so you did start a forage for you, May 2020. That was like peak lockdown period. So true. But hang on, wait, where you are in Perth. I mean, Perth, so it may have been different. Well, it filtered slowly to the Sunshine Coast where I am. Mm. and yeah we were it's like one of the last we were almost the lucky people but heck Queensland were cool you guys were cool with it you guys were like we're good it like wasn't until like we absolutely like were forced (laughs) yeah inside that we had to be but yeah so because I remember I had my little one's birthday Malachi and we couldn't really see anyone at that point and it was really new into the world so that's really interesting Thankfully, I guess COVID really impacted like later with my product, with deliveries of things, shipments of things. Yeah. It was like obviously ingredients, like we source ingredients all over the world. And some people are like, why isn't that 100% Australian? It's because in Australia, they don't have certified organic camu camu. <laughs> yeah. So you need to source globally. But yes, and that is the pickle and so that's what also put a lot of pressure on the growth of it I guess it did impact it because it was selling out so quickly and then obviously more needs to be ordered and the fact that my product isn't just a slap together one it also undergoes like a fermentation so that also can take up to six weeks because I'm you know quite fussy (laughs) I was about to say swear word, but I don't know if it's like, okay. You can swear on here. Very safe. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm a fussy fuck. Yeah, perfect. Good. And that's why we pay you to do the thing that you do because we want it to be perfect as well. So we'll win. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of created this ripple effect of, yes, some people had to wait so many weeks for the blend. And then, you know, we would get a notification of it being longer. And But I guess like the beauty of that was the hot demand of it. And it was like the local crack. Because underground crap, like people would be sharing it with their friends and like, he left, like, I'm desperate for some. Like, it was people's drug or is people's like drug. And you only really know that it's people's drug once it's not there, right? Mm, and yeah, like, 100% that too. And they notice when they're not having it a lot of the time. Like, it's like, I really notice when I haven't had it. So I guess like all that experience was kind of good for everyone. Because they wouldn't have known, oh, my God, I actually need it, you know? 
Absolutely. And so you've created these products, right, that sell out every time you launch them, that, you know, as soon as you get stock back in, it goes straight back out the door. A real cult following and, you know, obviously because the product is great, right, and that's the reason why. How did you identify that there was this gap in the market? How did you identify that this was exactly what, you know, especially women and, and mothers were needing and families were needing? Okay. Yeah. Let's take one step back because when you said before, like, I don't know, you said something like I'm really smart or something like that. And I want anyone that feels doubt within themselves that are listening to know that when you do find something that you are passionate about, you can be really good at it. And don't put yourself in this box of, but in school, I was called this or I didn't achieve this or in university, I didn't achieve this. Because that then builds your subconscious to then reflect on how you think and believe about yourself and the world and what you can or can't achieve. Because when I was in school, like I wasn't one of those smart people. Like I didn't want to be in a classroom. And I think a lot of creatives didn't want to do that. And I wouldn't necessarily call myself creative. It's just, you know, that I'm passionate. But like I was literally called dead from the neck up when I was in school. And yeah, it was never seen as this smart person, but I guess I'm bubbly and I've got blonde hair. Um, And so I was always judged for that, right? The blonde. But when I got to university and figured out what I wanted to actually do and achieve, not knowing forage was going to exist at this point, I would get high distinctions in chemistry where that's one of the hardest subjects, you know? So one of my best friends, she always comments on that. She's like, I always tell people where you were and like how, you know, you achieving this, that and the other and got the high distinction in chemistry. But it's just like sometimes you just need to wait until you find what feels right and don't feel ashamed for feeling what's right, you know? On that, I'd love to, before we dive in, just because that's a really good thing that I think my audience <laughs> talk about. Do you think that that story that was generated in high school, that story of, you know, you're not smart, I also had this, you know, dead from the neck up, kind of awful shit that people say, right? But do you think that that story impacted you as you've gone to develop your business? Like, has that story come up and read its ugly head and kind of stopped you in your tracks at points in time? 100%. I really had to work on my subconscious belief. So I had certainly built these beliefs that I didn't really know at the time were existing. So I had a lot of work before foraged existence and it was a lot of learning I had to do throughout that period. And one of those learnings was certainly starting to believe in myself again. So I would find myself comparing myself with others. I would find myself really anxious when I would have like a high workload or expectations or like delivering something you know that might be like a tour podcast I don't know anything a meeting whatever so I didn't actually know at the time why I was anxious um so I really had to dig deep for that and I wasn't sleeping because of that because obviously that just marks up everything you know the high cortisol levels And then that led to even insomnia. So I worked on not only everything I know, the nutrition, the gut, but also the mind. And I felt like the mind was one of the biggest things to help me get through. So when I said to my husband, he's a really good listener, thank goodness. 
I was like, you know what? I think I feel like what is wrong with me at the moment is that I have doubts in my mind because of my upbringing of told that I was blonde and blah, 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 and told him all that. And he was listening and like, that could totally be it. The moment I realized that, I like bawled my eyes out so much. Like I was like heaving, you know, it was a huge release. And so from then on, what really helped me was telling myself the opposite to what I was telling myself all along. So my affirmation, and I actually hate the word affirmation for some reason. I think it's been overused. Yes. For, and it actually can be so powerful, but it's been overused, I think. Whoa. I know what you're saying. So what was yeah. your affirmation? So I usually call it like phrase, like, you know, just telling myself the opposite to what maybe my subconscious believes. So I told myself anytime I'd feel this anxiousness building up, it would be no. Like I would, in my mind, be like, nah, like I am more than capable. I am more than capable. I am more than capable. And I would just like over time feel it lift. And I used that going forward for like everything. You know, if I wasn't sleeping, it would be like, I sleep beautifully and peacefully. I sleep beautifully and peacefully. And it really helped me get through this whole period. The other thing on that topic is through the development of this, because after I had Malachi, I was still developing it and launching it and everything, I would use um, Yoga Nidra. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is yet. So Yoga Nidra, if no one knows, it's not actually yoga. It's like you lie still, it's a meditation, and you give yourself an intention beforehand. And in that intention, it's kind of like, again, a phrase, an affirmation, whatever you want to achieve. And so I would tell myself, like, I'm healthy, I'm energetic, I am successful. And when I would picture the successful part, I would really picture my version of success, what that was. And, oh, it's like gone above and beyond, you know, but I felt like all that self-talk has been like critical for everything, not only, I guess, like manifestations, but like personal health and growth. It, Absolutely. Yeah, critical because then you have the strength to put something out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the only reason that you wouldn't put something out there is because of the story that you're telling yourself or the story that you're buying, right? So maybe someone sold you a story about yourself, which is not necessarily true. But your acceptance of that story or your, you know, perpetuating that story is the only thing that's going to stop you from, from doing the damn thing. And your mind has to believe it before your body can achieve it, really. And so there is an element of having to get your head in the game, like literally. Like any athlete, like any person who wants to achieve something, it starts here first, you know, and you need to want it, you need to want to work for it, and you need to believe that you can do it. So I love that. All right, so we started Forage for You. You started it because you saw a gap yes. in the market. Yes. So let's go back to that. So when I fell pregnant with my little one, I've got two now, but this is my first. I was never keen on synthetic nutrients, so individual nutrients. I had never really had them in my life, so I didn't know how my body would respond to them. And because I was, like, I guess quite in tune with my body, I was like, well, pregnancy brings on really weird things regardless. How am I going to know that it's this or that? So I just would go to have them and not feel right, even though people that I really looked up to was like, yeah, yeah, you just have this particular brand and it's just like covers all your needs and like off you go. And I'm like, I'm even questioning you. Like you, I value your work, what you do in the world and how you help people. But like, I don't feel right about that. 
So I was taking everything individually. I was having like chlorella, I was having beef liver, I was having nature vitamin C sources, I was having, you know, iodine through kelp and drops. I was doing it all separately. And not only is that expensive, it was also really annoying, but also at the same time, a lot of my other friends were getting pregnant at the same time and wanted the stuff as well. So I was like, hey, just take these, these, these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's like your $700 grocery list. And then you have to take these at certain days and certain times. And then, yeah, it's just like not, it's not simple. Yeah. And you got to go to that website for this and then this website for that. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it got to the point where I don't know what the actual moment was, but I had this overwhelming feeling and this was like full like goosebumps fire in your belly fire in your heart like so like that's what's happening like I'm doing this and so obviously at that point you compare the market and I had no idea about business at this point but I was fully comparing the market I was doing the work but also making sure I'm like putting the right things in there yeah I think what happens is people just jump like they just skip really important stuff when they're bringing out a product or like they're like oh well, that's cheaper or that's easier so we'll do that or we just won't look into that we'll just do it anyway so I wasn't going to settle for less because obviously I'm going to be having this every day. I really energetically want to make sure I feel really good about having it. You know, that has to be like, because otherwise I really feel if I'm not feeling right. If you're going to be the walking, talking billboard for this thing, it has to 100% be the thing that you love, right? Yeah. And I yeah. really love it. Like I literally had it right before these podcasts because I'm like, I'm, you know, seeing the, yeah, totally. <laughs> we lift, you know. But anyway, so I went on this mission. It was really like an out-of-body experience where I just loved working on it. I, you know, had Malachi on my hip, crying, talking, babbling so much when I'd be on the phone call with business people, like trying to organize things. And my husband was working huge hours, so it was just me. Then I got pregnant and like, you know, it was a lot on me, but it was like, I don't care. This is what's happening. And then the response, by the way, yes, I saw a gap in the market. Well, obviously, right. because you couldn't find it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I would be like, oh, maybe, oh, no, oh, and, you know, <laughs> like, and so many people saw this. I guess when it came out, they went, oh, God, like, that's kind of a good idea. And now there's lookalikes. There's so many people trying, oh, not trying, like, literally pursuing. Yeah. Doing it. Which is heartbreaking, but I'm growing stronger day by day. There's been a few big changes in my life lately, including shutting down my successful and wildly profitable seven-figure business. You might be asking why, and it's because I could see with so many of my clients, they were getting frustrated with information overload. They had so many things they needed to action in their business and not enough time. They just wanted the exact steps and tools so they could grow and scale their business to six figures and beyond. And so I spent the last six months building a curriculum that covers the three areas you need to focus on if you want to accelerate your business. We teach you how to streamline your business operations, overhaul your sales systems, establish yourself as the go-to in your industry, and give you access to the exact templates and systems you'll need to do it fast. Spots here are strictly invite only. So if you're ready to take action, head to the link in the show notes and apply for Success School now.
Yeah, it sucks that when you put something out into the world like that, that, you know, someone just repackages it and sells it themselves. Like, it's like, okay, cool. If you don't do something completely different, that's cool. I'm cool for you to do the different thing. But like, when you're not doing something different, it's, you know, and ultimately though, that makes you as a leader, what that makes you as a role model, what that makes you as the kind of woman who other people are like inspired by and will replicate and all of those things. But it's hard when it's your hard-earned work. And I guess like the thing is, one person invented toothpaste and look at how many toothpaste there are now. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're like, thank God for, thank you, Colgate and all other replicas, because you've made me feel better because you are Colgate and they are not, yeah. you know, that's how it works. <laughs> I love that. So, you mentioned like, you've done something incredible because I've got a lot of friends who are mothers, I've got a lot of clients who are mothers. And like you kind of mentioned, there's this out-of-body experience where you know, you're nursing, you've got one baby on the hip, you've probably got one on the breasts, you've probably got one laying down for a nap and you're probably covered in spew mm-hmm. and you're taking these business meetings and, you know, you're doing all this stuff. Like having a sellout business, especially when you weren't expecting sellout, which, you know, because of our humble expectations, that does require a level of reactivity. How have you found navigating that as a mother of two? How have you found the, dare I say, balance? Yeah, <laughs> dare, dare I say it, yeah. The, the non-existent thing that people strive for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and now there's people that don't use the word busy and like yeah I think balance is another word that needs to go on the bin to be yeah. honest but how do you navigate it how do you navigate the motherhood business mm. the seesaw <laughs> seesaw <laughs> okay so for a while there I didn't you know I must say and that's why we're so hesitant on using the word balance because we know it takes a long time to learn that balance or sometimes it is absolutely not balanced quite a little bit. <laughs> I began to oh, be humbled by my own experiences and understand that I have to surrender to needing help. So no matter how much I voiced it to my husband, for example, he didn't understand like the growth or what I had to do, what I was doing day in, day out, he just didn't know. Hmm. And that's because he was out there. Like, he's not at home with me and he did not know what the heck I was creating. If you speak to him right now, he'd be like, she just went on this bloody mission. She said she wanted to do this and there was nothing stopping her. Like, <laughs> It's like, I don't even know what she does, but we have all this stuff around the house and she sells it, I think. Like, exactly. I was just like weird taste tests that tasted horrible. But yeah, he's like, power to her. She's done some big things and stuff. <laughs> But now he's in it, so thank goodness. Like, he helps a lot and he's done amazing. And that has been a pivotal point for me. It has allowed me to come back into my own self and start honouring what my body is actually telling me, what my moods are telling me, like, actually nourish myself, actually go move when I can, like, you know, do some exercise or whatever. So... That has been really important, but prior to that, 100%, like, you know, running on so much cortisol and I say, like, you know, one shot of coffee for one child, two shots for two children, like, that's what happened to me. (laughs) So that coffee has really helped. Bulletproof coffee has been my best friend and same with the mother's blend. (laughs) But it has been surrendering and outsourcing certain things and I know you're a big fan of outsourcing where you can. And that has been game changer to go, oh my gosh, while I'm sitting here, something else is getting done. Amazing. Yeah. So that didn't happen though for like a couple of years. And I know so many businesses still do every single thing themselves. But it's just about 
again, honoring where you truly are at and going, am I okay? Like, am I actually okay? Or could this literally lead me to a serious disease? Because that's what I see. I see the people at the end, you know, that are truly suffering. And I love the saying of like, looking after yourself or knowing what to eat and what you might need is like your own superpower because it allows you to do what you are good at. You know, it allows you to be whatever you actually want to be and it allows you to be your personality that you actually are because so many people aren't their true self. Yeah. I will know that sounds weird, but like you actually might not know your personality until you are thriving. Yeah, absolutely. you're a really funny person, but you don't. Yeah. Even, but you're just always tired, so you just didn't know that you're funny. So you're actually just grumpy ninety percent of the time. Yeah, but actually, when you're not grumpy, you're hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I think that what's really beautiful about that is you're not hiding from the fact that the first couple of years are really tough. And and there are a lot of women who are going to be listening to this podcast right now. They'll have kids and they're in their first few years of business. And yeah, it's tough. So I don't have children. So it's tough without kids. And so I can't even imagine what it's like with children. And I think it's that other thing that we're really good at as women is not asking for help. We're really good at, oh, we'll just do it. It's all good. We'll just do it. And I think from what you're telling me, like you asked your husband for help, even though he didn't get it, even though you probably got brushed off quite a few times if he didn't understand. There's probably quite a few conversations that didn't land the way that you hoped that they would land to get to the point where eventually one day he was like, oh, yeah, okay, look, I actually think I would like to help you. And you found yeah, it articulated. It's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait until it's your breaking point. And I mean, like, yes, of course, we do have a few breaking points, but try not to wait because you need to be serious about it. Don't get angry before you're trying to make a solution as well. Because that's a woman thing. It's like, why aren't you reading my mind? Why aren't you reading my mind? Like, <laughs> yeah. We need to stop and go, well, what is the solution to this? And we need to come in with it, like, you know, a serious tone and have a conversation about it and create that solution mm-hmm. rather than sitting in the thick of it and not being good at anything because you can't put your full potential into everything all at once. Yeah, so totally. It did come to a point where I was about to have Xander, my second. So I was heavily pregnant, packing orders myself, blah, 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 literally calling friends the night before going, oh, my God, can you please just come help, which bloody angels. And so at that point, I actually had someone contact me that wanted to buy into the business. And at me, a vulnerable stage, I said yes. And that's because I really needed help. And again, my husband wasn't available at that time. So that unfortunately didn't work out. And it ended up being the biggest learning curve I could have ever learned and very expensive. And that's because different minds, different people, different visions, different goals. Your business is your baby. And like when someone tries to like manipulate it or like change anything or like question you on certain things, when everything has been heart, soul, authentic, intuitively driven, it's very difficult to then deal with not having that and having it taken away from you. So that was a huge learning curve, but my gut and my heart were telling me in a screaming matter for so long to the point where, again, it got to the stage where it was like, this has to change. So it was a very expensive learning curve. But at that point, then just after having Xander, so then that's when Sean said, yeah, I'm coming in. So that was so beautiful. And honestly, I think probably now I have a little bit of a fear of outsourcing to people that aren't family and that I don't truly love and trust because now I've got my mum helping, 
I've got my sister helping, got my husband, got my brother-in-law doing the website stuff. Literally, it's probably a bit of a problem. That amazing though. Yeah, but you're right. And, you know, the lesson that would have been learnt there so much was, yeah, about that person and, you know, all those things that could go wrong, but also just about you and saying, you know, in that time, like you said, you were so desperate in that moment. Like, you're, you're probably at your most vulnerable in, well, definitely at your most vulnerable in that exact moment. And it's easy for someone to come in and be like, you know what, I'll take it all off your hands. And for you just to like, I just didn't have this baby. And like, to be in that exact moment when that came along, I don't think anyone would have done any different. And now you get to learn all the lessons from it. And over time, as you build the business and, you know, you either can just build it with family, which is bloody beautiful, or over time you'll learn to trust people again. That's fine as well. And don't yeah. be scared to, like, step up. Like, be the boss. Like, you literally bring out your inner boss bitch. Yes. I did not have that until that experience. Like, mm. I did not at all. But it was like, no. Like, I know what I want. Mm. And this feels so wrong. Yeah, you got to be strong. That, like, mama bear ferocity came out. That, like, protection, like, mm, you know what? No, and beautiful lesson in, like, learning how to use your big voice. We all go through this, like, in different ways. I love that. So tell me, like, you sell out often. Do you think that selling out is a benefit to your brand in the terms of, like, obviously it would in terms of creating urgency and making sure that people buy quickly and, you know, all that sort of stuff. As a customer, is it ever like hard to keep returning customers because the product's not always there? Have you found that to be an issue or have you found that they're just so committed to the product because it's so good? Yeah, they don't really care. It happened so many times that it got to the point where it was like people were telling me like, Sheridan, people are going to start looking elsewhere. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. And then thankfully that's like, yes, I think it can be a good thing. Like it wasn't purposeful, but like it can be a good thing to create that demand. But then also people don't wait. They just make the purchase. Yeah. So, and at that stage, I didn't have any great payment methods. Like it wasn't Apple Pay and it wasn't Afterpay and it wasn't anything like that. So people had to like get their angle transfer me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So people were so committed. And then people would be like, Sherry, can you please get like, PayPal because I am breastfeeding my baby and I can't be bothered to go get my bag and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's such a good point. Like, <laughs> I should add that to my website, like an, an easier payment option. Yeah. yeah. So things got more and more serious and more and more swift. But yeah, so it definitely created that don't wait. Like, just don't wait. You're going to miss out if you wait. Yeah. Yeah. It did really, really help. And I think it was like more at the forefront of people's minds and it was just exciting and everyone would sell out like stockists. But yes, it got to the point where thankfully my husband had a different mindset to the previous businessman that was involved and just got every ingredient in huge amounts. It was like, I am not going to risk this. Like we need to have the mindset that we are literally feeding so many, like you know, just a huge number of people rather than having this doubt. And like you said, that I guess the humbled opinion of ourselves. Yeah, the low expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're just like, well, we've got to get rid of that. So let's stop playing that game. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice to have that perspective of like, shut your face, Sheridan. Like there's a lot of people that want this and need this. So we're buying big. Like it doesn't matter. So that's where we went. So thankfully now we're at the point where we can like, kind of keep up like we definitely still have had recent sellouts 
But yeah, so much better than what we were. So yeah, which is incredible. Congratulations. I mean, I think that the, you know, sellout process is great in the beginning, especially it just creates so much hype and talk and like, you know, it's such a great business model. You're right, until a point. And so it's really cool that you've met that next level and you're like, no, no, now we want everyone that wants access to it to have access and to like, it whenever they want it. Yeah, it's just knowing that if someone listening has got like a competitive market, I think it's really important to always remind yourself that there are so many people in the world and they're going to resonate with you or your business or it will be there at the right place, right time. So you will have enough people to support you and your family Mm -hmm. and whatever growth you want to achieve. But the great thing is through this growth, we have not contacted one wholesaler. Like so many people are like, how did you end up in so many? We've got, I think, over 100 wholesalers now. Don't quote me on that, but I'm 99. But I think it's more than 100. We have not approached one alive, I think one, because I really liked the store personally. I went in there and I pictured foraged in it and I was like, I really like this. I want to talk to the store. See yeah. Because we get asked all the time, like I literally had messages saying like, how did you get into stores? You know, did you, you know, go around talking to people? But no, it was like, I think when you're doing something that is really genuine, really authentic, but really true, like just real. Like, don't think that you need to add a flavor or a preservative or an emulsifier just to satisfy 10% of the market, or actually probably 90%. But people are getting smarter. Mm. But also, if you only have 10% of the market, that's still a big market. Like, a big market. Like, 10% of the market is more than you can serve. Like, so focus on the 10%, not on the 90%. Like, I think that's really comes down to like your brand values, right? You know, you were so passionate. It wasn't like you created this because there was a gap in the market and it was a good monetization activity. You created this because there was a gap in the market because you were so painstakingly firm on what you were putting in your body. You were so painstakingly firm on what your friends were putting in their body that you created this. And so you weren't creating this to make millions of dollars. You were creating this to help people. And so then, you know, not sticking to those values as you generate and create the product, uh, that's where the inauthenticity comes through. That's where, you know, people don't trust and they only buy from brands they trust. trust. Need that trust, hey, like... Yeah, you just yeah sway away from it and you need to build that. And a few things that I would tell to any business owner, I guess, would or like startup would be don't feel like by listening to someone successful that you're going to get there like next week. It is such a process and you need to sometimes put in a lot of free work and that's okay. Like fast forward six years ago or something, I was literally going around to cafes and dropping flyers and doing free talks. Mm-hmm. And that with no forage in my mind, that was literally just to share bloody information. Mm-hmm. So doing that, doing so many recipes for free with no expectations on what could be in return, people questioning why I do what I do, you know, getting paid such a minimum wage to then eventually, you know, growing. And so it doesn't happen overnight. And I guess some people would think that it does because they only see someone successful when it's literally in their face. When it's already happened. Yeah. Which hooks me into my next and last segment here on conversation. You're obviously an influencer yourself. And like, no, don't call me that. (laughs) So influence, much influence. And so uh, you're an influencer yourself. You do. And you are, you know, people do follow you and they do love what you create. And that leads so perfectly to what you just said, which was you spent a long time building an audience before you did to monetize it as well, probably. And so there was probably an element of you like going around and doing all these like sessions and these, you know, workshops in person and all of this stuff you know, people are buying into the beautiful, like bubbly, fun personality who also is just really passionate about what she's talking about. And so 
there's a lot of work goes into building an audience before you do launch. Do you think and did you, and not being there at the time, when you did create Foraged, was it helpful that you had spent time building eyeballs? I like that term. A hundred percent. I was forced into it. So it's great to have someone that can force you into it. And that sounds really bad. But like I worked for a global company. They would put me on their Instagram. They put me on their Facebook. They'd, you know, send me off to talks in replacement of that business owner or not in replacement, but you know. Yeah. That people. So that was a really good experience. I also saw how product development could happen and why. So I knew a lot of behind the scenes as well of why you wouldn't want to do certain things. So, yes, like so valuable. I think unfortunately with COVID, it's been really shitty that has taken away the love for live talks and like live experience. Which is so unfortunate that people the world won't experience it. Yeah, because something live is so much more felt when you're actually there, but also for the speaker. Like you see people's faces and you're like, I know what you're going through. I know this can help, you know? So it's so beautiful. It's like so much more emotionally effective. So not only is it a really beautiful experience, but also meeting people in the know like or not in the know but just the market so with what I've done as well I guess meeting so many people and talking to so many people I never think about what the business needs I think about what the people need it is literally always coming back to okay so if I was a customer what would be really helpful for me and then that is how I would project anything literally an email the way I posted subscription possibly the ingredients like what do I need as a customer and what would I love so don't be afraid to go even just to your close circle not even just the eyeballs of the world go to your close circle like literally when I am in a position where I need to make a decision or I'm stewing on something I will literally send out so many of my friends in a group message and be like guys I just need help on this decision. What do you reckon? And they will help so much. It's been so amazing. I literally call them like basically a part of my team because, you know, some of the best advice has come from them. So, yeah, yeah, connecting with as many people as you can is so invaluable. And also do the free work, do the free content. I know it seems so like stupid because it's taken me a long time to realize why the heck should I spend like half a day making a freaking reel or recipe or whatever but not only did I do it because I love to eat <laughs> and like you know may as well just film the process on the way through I look at it I, I explain it to my husband because I've realized over the time it's literally like a business card entering into homes you know like they'll be like oh my god I made your wraps and then they'll be like well I, I follow this girl now hey come over for dinner I'm gonna make these wraps blah, blah, blah. Oh, this recipe is from this woman. She makes forage. Like, do the free work and see it as a business card. Business cards can go in the bin and swap it with free content. Ooh, totally. And I love that. That I'm going to circle back and we're going to finish on one thing that you said then because I wrote it down because I was like, Ooh. but I love that because one of my mentors when he was, you know, teaching me about content and content creation was just like, your goal, your aim should be spoken about at the dinner table. If you are getting spoken about at the dinner table, 
you're nailing content. Like that's it. You've nailed it, you know? And so that is from a business perspective, that's the most perfect thing. But I think reflecting back at you, some of the genius that I see, which I'm sure you already see, but probably not because you're humble AF, um, (laughs) is you got into this because you want to help people. And that desire to help people is the same reason why you create free content. It's to help and to be of service. And that's the reason why you know, you think customer first versus business first, and then you find a way to make your business fit around the needs of the customer. Mm-hmm. The, you know, a lot of people get into business to make money, so they become very business first focused. You know, I need to cut my boundaries, so I am going to charge the client more. And it's like, okay, well, one second, if you're going to charge the client something more, like what what do they need? Like how, how are they going to receive this? You know, so it's very much this process of, and I see this a lot with people who are very successful almost innately, almost by accident, it is actually not by accident at all. It's because you just genuinely really care about people and you really want to see a change in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when, like, you know, those people that charge exorbitant amounts because they can, they feel like they can, that actually really frustrates me because then you're cutting out a huge portion of the population that still need help. So that's just hard, isn't it? Like, why do only the elites or whatever get access to the service that is deserved everywhere? Yeah, that's going to change the world. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And so, throughout the people who are listening right now, I really wanted to end on that you never focus on what the business needs. And if you just focus on what the customer needs, you will always be sold out, in demand, and trusted by your audience. So thank you so much for that last little piece of advice, Sheridan. I really appreciate it. It was so weird not speaking about nutrition and stuff like that, but I loved it. Yeah. You're saying, excuse me, don't you want to know about the, what are they called? The, I'm going to try and say that word again. The lactobacillus I was looking for. And I was like, where's that word that I'm 100% not going to remember? I don't want to discuss the microbiome. (laughs) If anyone wants to learn about microbiome and lactobacillus, Please go and chat with Sheridan over on her Instagram. I'm sure she shares a lot. Oh, no, she does. She shares a lot of incredible information, guys. If you are looking to improve your health, if you're looking to get back your energy, if you're looking to do any of that stuff, please, please, please go and check out Sheridan. But I'm in awe of what you've built. I'm in awe of the way that you've built it. Congratulations. And thank you so much for sharing your genius on this podcast. Thank you so much for honoring it and having me here. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I want you to reflect back on this episode and write down right now what action you're going to take and what you're going to change after listening. And after you've done that, please tell me, slide into my DMs. It means the world to me to know that you're getting value from this podcast. I always want to know what you want to see more of, the things that have landed and the ways that it's changing your life. And if you're ready to build a scalable, saleable and profitable business, we're currently taking applications into Success School, which is my mentorship program to take your business to seven figures and beyond. You can apply now via the link in the show notes.